We need to stop running from our traumas and instead start uncovering their roots. In this episode, I dive into a deep, free-flowing conversation about humanity, health, and unity with Sherveen Jafarai. Tune in and hear us flow on the importance of discernment and rationalization, what we need to do to shift out of a heavily saturated materialistic world, the perpetuation of trauma that comes from living in victim mentality, the rise of hyper-spirituality and how this is simply another method of escapism, why many spiritual leaders experience burnout, five fundamentals of health that don't cost you a thing, why the 3D world is just as important as the 5D, the importance of understanding who's really in charge of your well-being, what really causes dis-ease, and the creation of unity consciousness. Sherveen has committed his life to seeking knowledge and truth while advocating for keen discernment in all areas of life. Through his online platforms, podcasts, and interviews, Sherveen shares deep insights on areas of study such as Eastern and Western medicine, orthomolecular medicine, epigenetics, physiology, nutrition, detoxification, biodynamic agriculture, and philosophy with the mission to awaken a higher potential in others. He is also the founder of Symbiotica, an innovative wellness brand whose mission is to help people take ownership of their health through proper nutritional supplementation and sound education. Now, this is a conversation that I deeply encourage you to listen to in full. Sherveen is someone who inspires me immensely. He's someone that I see as a leader in health and wellness in this space. And the insights that we discuss in this episode are profound. So make sure you tune into the whole thing. And of course, if you have yet to get on the wait list for my brand new book, Potent Leadership, get on the wait list now. The book is going to be released in July, 2021 with pre-sales going up in June. Get on the wait list at rubyfremon.com forward slash book wait list. And of course, if you dig this podcast and want to connect, you can connect with me on my email list, rubyframon.com forward slash connect or on telegram, rubyframon.com forward slash telegram. You could also connect with me on social media. My favorite places to hang out still are Instagram and Twitter, although the times seem to be changing that, but you can find me there anyways at I am Ruby. Now, just because there's a new name to the podcast doesn't mean you're going to experience anything different. If anything, potent truth is really the evolution from today's today's thought leader. Uh, And really my intention is to continue challenging you to challenge the narratives that you have been raised to believe so that you can come down to your potent truth. Now, It is time to talk about health, empowerment, and unity consciousness with Cher Veen. Beyond the narrative, underneath the veil of illusion, and deep within your center, 
therein lies potent truth. Welcome to Potent Truth, where today's leaders, change makers, and light carriers come together to question the narrative, arrive at potent truth, and lead with sovereignty. What is potency? It's who you are beneath the masks, facades, and protective gear. It's the medicine humanity yearns for, cries out for, prays for, and needs. Your potency is what sets you apart, magnetizes your following, and creates movements. Join me, Ruby Fremont, for weekly guidance, channeled messages, and potent conversations that will take you on a journey of self-discovery. I am here to guide you to a place of unraveling the programming that's been keeping us stuck for generations, unlocking potent truth and expressing it through sovereign leadership. It's time for change. It's time for potent truth. Hey leaders, welcome to a very, very special episode with someone who actually serves as a huge inspiration to me. Someone I see as a leader in mind, body sovereignty in the health and wellness space, whose products I love and adore, uh, and whose messaging is super potent and super important in today's world. Uh, so without further ado, and I'm going to try not to butcher this. Welcome to the show, Shervin Jaffarea. I like that. That works. That works. It's an honor to be here. I appreciate that warm welcome. You know, what you see in me is obviously in you. And so how we parallel through this life. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's so interesting what this past year and a half has done, I think, for humanity and for a collective, right? It's brought a lot to the surface, a lot of unresolved trauma, health crisis, so much more to the surface for us to deal with. And I know that you've been on the forefront just in sharing your views and your perceptions on everything, which is so important. Um, but what, what were your initial thoughts when let's say shit hit the fan? Yeah, it certainly did. <laughs> I, you know, initially, I, it was kind of cathartic. I, I saw it coming. You know, I've always knew this was coming to some capacity. You know, I've been trained early in life, knowing cyclical cycles and understanding the seasons and understanding the emotional reactions to these cycles and how human evolution and de-evolution for that matter, um, run in patterns and waves. And there's something called problem reaction solution. This is a, a systematic, um, ploy, if you will, to gain control. You create a problem, there's a reaction, and then you provide the solution to that problem you've created. Mm -hmm. Now we know the body, when they experience trauma or they see fear, they go into a state of shock. And it's through that psychosis and that elevated cortisol pump and that fight flight and that panic that determines at that point how we're gonna react to it. Mm -hmm. If we don't have the faculties to handle that, we go into escapism, we go into addictions, and we also go into solutions that otherwise would seem preposterous. But because we're in a state of frantic fear and pain and frustration, we're easily accepting the mainstream narrative. And that's really what's happening right here. And it could be anything. It could be a terrorist attack. 
It could be an economic collapse. It could be biological warfare. It could be, um, you know, mass shootings. It could be whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's a pattern. It's unfortunate. Some people through this whole thing is, you know, they're getting ran over. Maybe that's part of their karma. My whole thing right now is, you know, I've stopped trying to convince everyone. I should, this is just my brand of bullshit. Maybe I have it all wrong. Practice discernment with everything and anything you experience. It's your right. It's your birthright. It's your honoring your ancestors. And it's ultimately your destiny to follow what works for you. If XYZ works for you, fantastic. If it doesn't, try another route. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is, let's just explore. Let's get to the roots. Let's figure out who's got their hands in everything. And let's get down to practical science, real science, the scientific method, outside of erroneous, you know, commercialized nonsense that's been propagated and has basically created a big divide. And ultimately, now I've really gotten to that surrendering point where I just focus on what I do best and what I love to do and whatever effect I can have on one person that's really my karma here and why I'm, why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautifully said. And I think that, you know, with the problem reaction solution piece, especially that that can happen as individuals that also happens as a collective. And we kind of can, if we're not really sovereign of our energy, if we, we don't really understand what our energetic field is, it's really easy to get lifted up into the collective energies, which I think is also taking place right now. And I like, well, we that are we, Sorry. We, we are we are the collective yeah. we are yeah yeah the individual is the collective mm-hmm. we seem like have forgotten that we don't have to go into depths of that but you and i come from the same place mm-hmm. on an energetic spiritual emotional even financial level we are all interwoven and interconnected the separation is the biggest hoax Mm-hmm. This is beyond divide and conquer to control. I'm just talking about on an energetic biological system level. We are all connected and sovereignty can spread just like scarcity mentality mm-hmm. and poverty conscious can spread just like dis-ease can spread. Mm-hmm. It's all a mental affliction. Everything starts in the mind. You know, all diseases start in the mind. There's some form of manifestation of an action or a behavior or a karma. This is some of the practical teachings of Dr. Rudolf Steiner, is that ultimately we are are slaves to our thoughts. And it's within the emotional capacities that we create the box that we live in. Mm -hmm. It's, It's pretty profound to think outside of the common material mechanistic world that we've been bred upon. And I was, I'm, I was born in the eighties. So I was raised here mm-hmm. in Southern California and I saw the paradox because I was, you know, part of my karma to learn these things at a really early age and to see it firsthand. So uh, seeing it all being played out right now on a worldwide scale is, is just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is an interesting time to be alive and to have the perspective. So yeah. It's an interesting time to be alive, to observe, um, to be reflective and introspective as well as, um, to really hold true to what we know as our own truth. I think for people like you and I, who have had our own life experiences, the discernment, uh, between what's really real for us, uh, 
and what's the illusion feels a little easier because we, we have the willingness to see it. Whereas a lot of people have not, they don't have the willingness to, to see something that is different or challenging the narrative or the programming that they currently carry with them. You know, I've had many health experiences in, in my life and, and diagnosis that doctors say are incurable and I've cured everything. I believe in the power of the mind, body, spirit. And yet what we're seeing is this like mass, uh, the divide, first of all, I love that you said it's an illusion because I think we're all, we all contribute to it in some way, shape or form, but our society has bred us, almost programmed us to pin us against each other. And then to add to that, this inability to use discernment or the unwillingness to really recognize what is your own truth and that you do have a truth. And it's not just about those in positions of authority. Then we have this massive collective to um, play this huge experiment on which has been super interesting to witness. And I, I like to see it as a great awakening. And I like to focus on the ones who are really, truly understanding that you get to question the narrative and you get to uncover what really feels true for you. 111%. I completely agree with that. There is a analogy that, you know, you're a lifeguard and you, you're there, you see, some, you see a group of people trying to s- struggle to swim and you're going to go and help them versus the group that's swimming against you, mm-hmm. that's swimming away from you, mm-hmm. right? And just so on an energetic level, you know, if we go back to the roots, how did we lose our sense of rationalism? How did we lose our sense of discernment? Mm-hmm we give our power away mm-hmm. and I think ultimately you know we have to let some people go mm-hmm. it's part of their karma Steiner 100 years ago I don't mean to keep referencing Rudolf Steiner but he's a big part of my cosmology cosmography anthroposophy and a lot of my perspectives and it wasn't his ideologies it was more of a, a neutral clairvoyant perspective on what was happening in this reality but he said 100 years in Dornich he said you know, a hundred years from now, a third of the population are going to be completely soulless. Mm-hmm. They'll be incarnated without a soul. And they're just basically r- running around like zombies. And then another third are going to be com- kind of like, wait, wait a second, something doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And it's, they have to either make a decision or not. Right. Do they see the synchronism. Do they, are they following the signs? And then another third is like, bam, you know, superhero level. We're here to, to create heaven on earth. And it's not about, you know, when we die, we go to some other paradise and this place becomes hell or, or any of that crazy doctrine stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, it's like, what are, what are my visions of paradise? I ask myself that every single day, you know, who's dictating my decision-making and my thoughts and my emotions, where are they coming from? Is it from an outside force? Is it an outside entity that's holding dominion over me? Or are they truly grounded in my own thoughts? 
And this isn't something that I have some cathartic moment or I'm in the jungles drinking ayahuasca or I'm smoking bufo alberias and boom, all of a sudden I have a near-death experience and everything shakes off me and then I, I got it and I'm in God mode. I'm right. now I'm luciferic, like I'm the savior. No, 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 no. That, that's another form of escapism, mm-hmm. which is running prevalent in the spiritual community, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. It's finding balance between these worlds, getting to the center of it. Mm-hmm. That we are spiritual beings, but we are in these physical bodies. We are physical. We are having a spiritual experience. How do we find harmony rooted into the earth and connected to our cosmology and finding that balance? Ultimately, it's getting out of the scarcity mentalities, getting out of the programs. And back to what I was saying, the generations that are here now, I mean, you can see it. It's its getting hectic, right? I mean, the, the lost kind of our way. We've forgotten what we've forgotten. Mm-hmm. So... I think we really got to go back to the basics. We've got to get back to the principles and it really starts with our education system, how we're raising children, how to a man and woman is coming together to create life. So the cosmogenesis there, the love and the nurturing and all that, how we are, you know, giving birth, all of these things are at the nucleus of, you know, restoring some form of order because we're, we're heading towards a cliff right now. Yeah. And again, this isn't fear programming. This isn't, you know, getting in, getting into anything outside of our own truth. But if you look at the systems that are involved in controlling the mechanistic way of life right now, from our medical system to our educational system, to our political system, to all of it, they're all falling apart. Mm-hmm. Our banking system, they're all basically running on its life on lifelines and God willing, they snap. Mm-hmm. And, we got to go through chaos. We got to go through the fire to see the light. And like you said, this whole thing has been one of those reflections. It's the mirror has been put on you. It's kind of like, you know, I live in Kauai part time mm-hmm. and we have a biodynamic farm on the North shore. We've been growing food there since I was a little kid. And, you know, a lot of people come out to the Island they come out to Kauai, you know, and, she is a very, very powerful island. You know, she's the womb. You know, she, uh, she holds the, the keys to your mana, right? And some people, they can't handle it. It's such a reflection on who they are. Mm-hmm. They can't look elsewhere. They can't escape. And it swallows them up and they're out of there. You know, and I almost can predict it. Like who can, who can hack it and who can't? Mm-hmm. And so it's just one of those things, like if you're not given, if you don't have the proper tools and the rituals and the concepts, you're probably getting ran over during this whole melee, this whole pandemic thing has ran you over. And when you're ran over, you're angry, you're frustrated, you're, you're reaching for things that don't serve you. Mm-hmm. I follow the stock market pretty heavily, uh, and heavily, excuse me. And, um, Alcohol stocks are just through the roof, Yeah, you know, and it's, I'm not like sitting here throwing alcohol under the bus or whatever. I think there's a time and place to understand how that alchemy works. Um, but no one's doing things with intention anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, people aren't even breathing with intention, something that's yeah. so autonomic to be our survival. They're not even taking time to take a breath. Mm-hmm breathing 30 to 50 times a minute so they're staying in quasi sympathetic like a lion is possibly chasing them Mm -hmm. 
So their, their physiology is never given time to rest. Right. And, and then when you're doing that for 10 years, 15 years, it's no wonder we have people with autoimmune issues. We have no reason why people are getting overran with parasites and pathogens and Lyme disease and everything you can imagine just because your physiology is not equipped to regulating the parts per the percentage of hydrogen in your body, the pH that could just be coming from your breath. And that whole breath could be rooted because you're stuck in fear mode. You're st stuck in panic, panic mode mm -hmm. and you're caught up with the nonsense in your circle. Yeah. So again, there's so many rabbit holes to walk through, but I think that the main things is, Start looking at your life, look in the mirror. Yeah. Who, are, who are you? What are you here to do? Who are the people you spend the most time with? Mm -hmm. How are they serving you? And then reflect it right back. What are you doing for these people? How are you serving them? Maybe you are the problem. You know, so it's all the, all the cliche stuff is like, you know, don't trust people, don't this and that. No, fuck that. Let's trust people. Let's get into a place where we get into those things. You know, it's this competition thing, not only should I succeed, but you should fail too. Like, where, how the fuck do we get there? You know, the system is bred on creating a winner and loser. And the interesting thing is, is that that winner has to kill and do so much crazy shit to get to that spot and to stay at that spot. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And we're, and that, that's circulating through the minds and hearts of men and women and children and people are being shamed and it's just an, a total abomination. And it's no wonder why we're addicted to, you know, weird addictions and porn and shopping and consumerism and alcohol, drugs and foods, anything, anything that's taking you out of doing anything. It could even be something good. You could be just obsessed with your work or obsessed with whatever mm -hmm. you're missing the riches of life. And before you know it, boom, your life's over. Yeah. Our, our life is a drop in the ocean of time. You know, it really is. You know, that's, that's Rumi right here. Yeah. You read it on my arm. It's like our life literally is a drop in the ocean of time. We all think well, this is this huge, this long ride, this long journey. No, uh -uh. I'm not even talking about the possibilities that you can get snuffed out tomorrow. I'm just talking about life in general. 70 years, 80 years, what's the average lifespan? Let's just get real. We all think we're going to live to 120. 70, 80 years, that goes by in two seconds. Time is so ridiculous. And it's lit, it becomes more linear the more you're stuck in the hamster wheel, right? So the That's more that you're stuck in that Gregorian calendar, that Monday through Sunday, January through December, and then you have the holidays, after 10, 15 years of that, that becomes your reality, your lifestyle, your birthday, all that crap. And all of a sudden you're so stuck on that wheel that you don't even realize the present, that breath, that moment, because all you caught up is in all those, all those things. After 15, 20 years of that, you're, you know how they say that once when you start getting older, time starts to go faster. You hear that's cliche, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause it's real. That's because you're so disassociated from the present. Right. That right now you and I are on these devices together. Our fragmented reflection light is captured through the lens on these, whatever we're using. So light is hitting my crystal face from the outside. It's refracting back into that camera lens, it's creating an image on your end. So we're both looking at each other right now, right? If you were in front of me in the material, it'd be the same thing. And so mm -hmm. the same concept, but the camera lens is always doing the same thing. So we're actually 
Our optics are capturing the information, putting it into the back part of our brain. It's shooting biomimicry chemicals to our front brain. And all of a sudden there's a picture in like 0. 0.0076 seconds. That's happening in real time. So your, your you know, picture, your, the way, what I'm seeing is in me right now. We're like, we're in each other in that sense. What a miracle, mm-hmm. right? Just that alone. Like, so if we can get down to these like little minutia that we take for granted, but the indigenous didn't take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Our ancestors didn't take it for granted. I guarantee you, your ancestors did not I know mine didn't. Mm-hmm. Not even just two, three generations before. And so how do we lose our way? I, I like to reverse engineer things when it comes to nutrition, when it comes mm-hmm. to lifestyle, friends, family, all those things. How do, we, how do we get here and take a really pragmatic approach? I learned that from my father, you know, yeah. very pragmatic. Let's, let's not get too emotional. Let's just, let's just figure this out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know if that answered the they answered <laughs> a bunch of questions, <laughs> but yeah, it's really interesting. What's happened. It's almost like a, a dehumanization of sorts. Uh, because of an obsession with automation, systemization, um, faster, quicker, harder, uh, moving from A to B, A to Z, and we lose the present moment. In in losing the present moment, we lose our presence, and in losing our presence, we lose our ability to really connect deeply with one another, which then creates a further divide. And 100%. we're stuck in these loops, like a, like it. I see it every day, people stuck in these loops. And I was stuck in that loop for a really, really long time and experienced it firsthand and then experienced the expansion that comes when you remove yourself from the autopilot, from the need to systemize everything. I mean, just look at our beloved earth, Gaia, Pachamama, who we stand on, who houses us and the disrespect that we see between humans and our, our great mother. And I see this as like such a time to bring it back. Just like you were saying, like, let's just bring it back to what's really meaningful. Let's bring yeah. it back to what is within our control. You know, I say this all the time, all the time, control what's controllable. That's you, yourself and I, yeah. and, and how you show up in life and um, being connected to the earth. I love that you have a biodynamic farm and, I love seeing more people getting into growing their own food and just getting their hands back in the dirt and their feet back in the grass, because these are the fundamental foundational pieces that we as human beings need to thrive. But we've been so systemized for, for so many generations that we've lost sight of what that looks like. Absolutely. Very well said that the advent of, you know, high level consumerism ran by mega corporatocracies, which are ran by oligarchy systems, have really changed the, you know, who we are mm-hmm. and has evolved us from our basic primal instincts and what we're here to experience. I mean, just the, the Waldorf education is predicated around creating an incubator for a child so they can organically come to their soul's recognition of who they are in this world by divine direct experience mm-hmm. as opposed to systematic force curriculum. Right. So there's no like force, like, okay, you know, it, ABCDs and then geometry and then whatever, you know, all that can come later. 
-hmm. It's ultimately like, let's create a place, a foundation. So through the, the natural evolution of the soul carnating into the, the child, because it takes time, mm -hmm. you know, a child at age two, that, yeah, in, in my opinion, based on like understanding brainwaves and theta patterns, isn't fully embodiment of their soul. They're still partially, uh, you know, in complete imagination mode. You can right. see that staring into a child's eyes, even up to four or five. Mm -hmm. It isn't until, you know, age seven that they're like, their ego becomes dominant and they have a, re a reflection of self. So up until that time, they are in perfect God mode, mm -hmm. right? And that God mode is so critical. And that's such a unique time to allow the child to develop their faculties mm -hmm. and to develop empathy, right? Children are forgetting the, or not forgetting, they're not given the opportunity to grow synapses that connect with the gut to create a, a place of love. Mm -hmm. And it's almost, it's almost become cruel behavior and me, 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 and my, 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 and I'm better, I'm better, I'm better at such an early age. Now, these are the same children that are adults today. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I grew up in the eighties. I was born in the eighties and I, I don't, we didn't have, I wasn't on TikTok or whatever, you know, on Instagram and all these have things. Cell phones. <laughs> no, we have cell have phones. Yeah, internet or anything. I was, I was, the, I was a crazy kid in the neighborhood mm -hmm. doing crazy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like climbing every tree, jumping off buildings, terrorizing neighbors. You know, that's part of my development. Trying to burn everything down. Like I'm not saying that's what you need to be doing, but that part of my 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 growing into self, and I realized what some of my actions did and the reper repercussions of some of those actions. And I saw how I might've hurt someone as a kid. And I learned from that, you know, as opposed to being blocked from any of those experiences. Mm -hmm. And th these things are so foundational to everything today. And well, think about it. That was, you know, 25 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. So children today, the five-year-olds, the 10-year-olds in 15 years, those are the ones that are going to be running the show. Right. So it's not this long generational gap. It's like real quick. Mm -hmm. And so we're in hyperdrive with technology right now. Yeah. It's getting out of hand, you know, the shortening the timelines at the same time, shortening the timelines. Gratification is just outrageously, mm -hmm. you know, become a drug, you know, this is beyond looking at things as dopamine hits right. and, and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about our real basic needs, have become almost basic desires. And we're basically, we've, we've, we've lost the, the intermediary of the essence of things, mm -hmm. right? For example, biodynamic farming. Compare that with commercial farming. Mm -hmm. Biodynamics is a thousand times more complicated, a thousand times more involved. There's so many things to consider. You're not getting the same output in terms of volume but everything that is involved in the capacity of growing foods through that system builds everything in the human touch mm -hmm. and the human experience versus antiquated systems of commercial agriculture where it's, it's misery. Mm -hmm. These people are using big textile type, you know, equipment and chemicals and everything involved is completely eradicated mm -hmm. and separated. And there's absolutely no love going into that food. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Now, this is our food we're talking about. Right. This is something that goes in our body, <laughs> mm-hmm. that our body has to remember what it is, first and foremost. It has to break it down. It has to absorb it. It has to use it for thousands of metabolic processes and biological processes and genetic processes. Mm -hmm. And then it has to eliminate it in a proper way. Mm -hmm. And every moment we eat something or even think of something, there's trillions of biological processes that start occurring in the body. If I start smelling citrus or thinking about citrus, you know, my liver starts to release enzymes, my hydrochloric acids get stimulated, I can saliva starts going. I start, you know, to change the consciousness, right? That we're infinitely dynamic beings. Mm-hmm. We're not machines, you know, we're like living, breathing ecosystems. We've kind of forgotten all that. Right. And so my, my point of that is getting in, involved with things that are beyond just the status quo of, you know, the built toxicity projects and all the things that are mechanistic today allows you to see yourself in it and to really grow as an individual on a spiritual level. When you're, when I'm putting my hands in the soil in Kauai and I'm going, and it's, it's like an eight hour day of really propagating and, and knowing how to do this stuff. At the end of that day, I've gone through thousands of different meditations. I've reflected on so many things. I'm now in a place to really, really value the food that I'm about to eat that night Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're about to prepare. It's such a different experience, you know, and I know this, you know, most people are listening to this. They're like, what the hell are you talking about? I can't even pay the rent, you know, let alone what do you do? You know, eat biodynamic food or even have the time or capacities to even understand that. See, but that's the problem is that we've gotten to that point. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten to that point because we're stuck in systems that are not serving us and they're serving one big pie and we're not part of that. Yeah, exactly. And then the food topic is so close to my heart. I mean, I think the one thing people don't, or they fail to understand or recognize is that we come from the earth and yet the majority of human beings on this planet are eating food that is not from the earth. Let's be crazy. Honest. It, it's, yeah, it's, so it's how is it supposed to synthesize in your body? How, how is it supposed to, it, it, it doesn't. And then no, this no. is why we have so much disease in our, in human beings today. And, you know, you and I grew up in, um, the, the era of when fast microwavable food and sugary cereals and all of that came into play. And, and I'm not sure about your upbringing, but I remember my upbringing, my parents, having moved to Canada from India and we're so excited at the ability to feed us fast, quick food that we liked tore up my gut. And it's just been an immense healing process and a reconnection to real food, which to everyone listening, when you are consuming real food with appreciation, with reverence, with gratitude, it, it responds different. Your body responds differently to it and it responds differently to your body. And there is an actual synergy and harmony that is created that produces a healthier version of you, healthier cells. It, it combats disease. And so it's just going back to what we keep coming back to is like returning back to the earth and coming back to our basic needs. And I love that you mentioned our basic human needs too, because I think that we 
we have taken those basic needs and now we're constantly searching externally for these things, you know, social media for the validation, for the love, for the sense of belonging. When you have community, you have people around you that you can connect deeper with. Um, And the sense of safety in our physiological needs having been ripped out from underneath many people over the past year and a half, but understanding that, but you are in control of your body, you know, and, and the more divine spiritual needs, I think you had said this earlier that a lot of people are escaping to spirituality. Um, I see that a lot too, a lot of false light. And it's like, you want to master the 7d, you want to master the 5d, but have you mastered the 3d yet? Have you mastered your own physical body and this 3D world? Well said. Yeah. There, you know, again, I keep going back to Steiner. This is crazy. By the way, I'm not pushing anthroposophy, although I believe it's fundamental to everything we're dealing with today. Yeah. I just got into Steiner, just so you know. Just amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. If you need any help with that, I consider myself probably top 50 in the world in terms of Steiner's anthroposophy in terms of being able to explain it. I'm writing two books on it right now. Um, It's, you know, me and my cousin, David Wolf, we've been deep Steiner uh, disciples, if you will, since Mm -hmm. a little kid, I went to mystery schools as a kid. And uh, it's very fascinating that. So, so to rewind, we're in a, we're in a heavenly, we're in a, I keep saying heavenly. So instead of saying heavily, I'm saying heavenly. heavenly. See, that's some kind of word magic. I love that. We're in a heavily um, saturated material mechanistic world right now. Mm-hmm. You know, thousands for the last two, three thousand years, it was highly spiritual. You know, it was the crusades. It was the religious time. It was the Catholic church. It was the, you know, Judeo Christian. It was all of these things, Islam, all that's all spiritualism. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was running rampart. I mean, they were burning women. You know what I mean? It was just, that's a heavy doctrine. And up into the postmodern time that mankind and humanity started to kind of shake that off. And it became more about the individual. It became about art. And then we went through the Renaissance and then all of a sudden it became scientific. Right. And it was all about the sciences. And somewhere around, you know, the late 1800s, early 1900s, science started to become the, you know, prevailing religion. Mm-hmm. And then from that point, when the industrial revolution happened and industries and world governments started to create and, you know, NATO was created and the United Nations and all these things, corporations and corporatocracies started creating a narrative. And that narrative became predicated on their scientific religion. Mm. And science became the world-recognized religion of the world. Mm-hmm. Now, science at its root should be you know, predicated around the scientific method, where there's no desire for an outcome. It's just, here are the experiments. We've tried these experiments 50 times in a row. Here are the results. You know, and that's it. Mm-hmm. There's no backdooring. There's no shielding part of it. There's no explaining just one aspect of it without showing the whole thing. It's deep, deep, deep stuff. And so that science has turned into, has turned us into this heavily, heavily saturated material world mm-hmm. where it's so mechanistic. 
mm-hmm. where it's so fundamentally in a box where it's so difficult. There's so much paperwork. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to go through so much nonsense to get a driver's license. You got to go through so much nonsense to get X, Y, Z. And there's a lot of souls that have carnated here that they're completely can't even comprehend any of that stuff. It's so outside of their constitution as a human being that they looks like Japanese to them or some kind of coding from the matrix. They can't even like process that. So they're hit with that level of materialism, the schooling system, all that stuff. They got to go get a job. They got to go to college. They got to get health insurance. They got to do all these things. They got to apply for mortgage loans. They got to do all the, they can't handle that. They want nothing to do with it. It's driven. It's driven so many of these people into hyper spirituality mm-hmm. where they're completely disconnected from anything material and, every, and anything grounded. That's my perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's a Steiner conceptualization between the Luciferic and the Aramonic energies. And, and Steiner said a hundred years ago, we'll be in the depths of Aramon's control. Aramon was a deity of Zoroastrianism. He was the, he was the evil God of materialism telling mankind, there's no spirit. You're just flesh and bone. You're, you know, you're part of a system. There's no individuality and everything you can see in today's world, when it comes to our healthcare system, government to govern the mind, mm-hmm. uh, technocracy, uh, data analytics, all of these, you know, companies snooping into our privacy. Um, the fact that we're becoming our technology. So AI is here. It's mm-hmm. within us. We've lost, you know, how many virtues, because we've given our power away to an operating system outside of our own operating system. Yeah. All of these things are, are, are ammonic. And then on the other opposite end of the spectrum is completely in divinity, 5D. I am the savior. I've seen, I've seen God through whatever expression. And I'm, you know, I'm the voice, I'm the face of that. So for me, those are opposing forces that are here. Mm-hmm. And you can't argue with them. We can't vilify them. That's just the construct we're in in this dimension. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a perspective, right? But these entities, Aramon and Lucifer, they're not, Lucifer isn't some slithering demon that's like coming out of the ground. Aramon isn't some, you know, evil robot. It's just energy mm-hmm. that's within the human psyche. And by being aware of these energies, which is another Carl Jung uh, perspective, by, by being aware of these two polarizations, we can find that Christ conscious or whatever you want to call it, that divinity within the Trinity of those two opposing forces. And I think by finding balance, a lot of people that are probably listening to this podcast um, are going to be on, are going to get this kind of message, right? Because they're, they're, they're tuned into your message for a reason. And so they can kind of look at themselves and look at their lifestyle and find out where are they out of balance? How can we restore more balance where we're nurturing the vessel you know, we're doing the things right. Maybe we need to start more movement. Maybe we need to ground to the earth. Maybe we need to drink cleaner water. Maybe we shouldn't be going to bed at 2 a.m. every night and smoking cannabis and doing psychedelics all the time and all that kind of stuff. Maybe that's creating bioenergetic holes in our vessel. Maybe we're chasing too much. And then conversely, people that are stuck in their rigid cycle, they're not moving outside of their material world. Material world. They're stuck in their job, stuff like that. Maybe they can find a little bit of openness outside of what they've been left brain taught their entire life. It's just, it's finding harmony between these, these worlds. I can sit in the meeting with the mayor of San Diego, which I'm doing in two or three days 
talk about finance issues and capital issues and the health of the communities in San Diego. And then a week later, I could be in the jungles of Peru uh, doing a massive, massive San Pedro ceremony. You get what I'm saying? Like, I can I can run like that. And that's given me the opportunity to be able to create and truly manifest what works for me and my tribe and my lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. I keep running these run on. No, it's great. (laughs) Um, It's it's a deep discussion. You know, this is what happens when a projector and a generator get together. (laughs) But you you know, there's, there's duality in everything. Right. And I think that, um, polar, a lot of us cling to polar aspects of the duality, um, as a false sense of security or safety, like right now, um, with the false spirituality, it's because it, when you cling on to some, something that is greater than you, but in such a way that you forget everything beyond that, you're, you're trying to cling on to something that makes you feel safe. And that's what a lot of human beings do. Like, this is what we do. We, we have a basic human need for safety. So we gravitate towards things that make us feel safe without recognizing the fact that we get to create that and cultivate that safety within. And so for me, the harmony between the two always comes with within that's where it starts and spirituality is great, but without grounding it into to what is this life that we are living, this world that we are living in does us no good because this is where we are. This is where we are present. And absolutely. And you burn out quick. Yeah, you burn out. You'll see that with a lot of spiritual leaders in the past, even Steiner, you know, Steiner, same thing. He was too in his head and he got sick pretty quickly and early in life. And what, what are, I mean, what, what is it that we want? I mean, ultimately, I think we all want the same thing. We want to be recognized. We want to be loved. We want to love someone. We want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. We want to thrive in all the areas of our life. We call on abundance for everything. We want to look, feel our best, mm-hmm. and we want people to see us. That's really the human condition because we're all like, we're all light. And what are you doing? Are you, is your everyday actions taking you to that or are they pulling you away from that? Mm-hmm. And is it all just some individual self-psychosis that's been created through trauma, through, you know, something that happened in second grade or a mother that didn't hug you enough or a father that was abusive? You know, all of those things, you can continue to have that be part of your story or you can get in there, ruffle it up a little bit and say enough's enough, you know, because this is the last day I'm going to live or this is the first day of the rest of my life, well, however you want to word it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's tough. You know, these things are not easy, but it's not meant to be easy. Right. The system wants to make things easy. Mm-hmm. They want to mask the symptom. Mm-hmm. You know, they want to, they want to treat symptoms. Mm-hmm. They want you to forget. They want you to move on. Mm-hmm. You know, they want you to suppress. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. That's not a life worth remembering. That's not a life worth living. It's going to catch up to you. Disease we now know, obviously, you get exposed to massive amounts of radiation, non-native electromagnetic frequencies, chemicals, toxicities, pathogens, bacteria. You will, you're going to lead to disease. But you're, the reason why you were exposed is because ultimately, for the most part, it was a mental decision that you made. Mm-hmm. Right? And for you not to see the signs and do something about it, 
is a mental disorder. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Totally. Yeah. yeah but a lot it, of people don't, right? Because they've been so indoctrinated into the programming. hundred uh, percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. But but then they're just like, you know, I talk to these people. They're just like, fuck it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to live to hundred anyways. Yeah. I, I, I always, I always get the, you know, I do some pretty exotic stuff, but to be honest with you, the ultimate part of my health are the fundamentals that cost nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I rise every day at 5.30 a.m. and I get my naked ass in front of the sun and I have the sun turn on every biological process in my body. That might be the most important thing that I do in my life for myself, for my sovereignty of mind, body, and soul. Number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, I make sure that I'm in bed by 10, 10.30 every single night. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting the sleep that I need because if I'm up till 1 a.m. four or five days a week, I'm causing disservice in my body. And because I'm, a, I'm aware of how the fundamentals of my health and the truth of my health. Number three, I'm making sure I'm drinking clean water. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that the water I drink and the water I shower on shower is so important. Number four, I'm connecting to the earth every single day. My body is on the earth. I'm off gassing all the positive electrons that I'm getting hit with through non-native electromagnetic frequencies. I'm putting, I'm grounding it, that circuitry into the earth. Mm-hmm. I'm connecting the physical avatar and the electrical body into the body. Cause I know that healing is an electrical solution. It's not a chemical one. Mm-hmm. I'm intentional with every action that I'm making. I don't, I don't do things unconsciously. And when I do things unconsciously, I pay the price every single time. And then I, and then instead of just like suppressing it and forgetting about it and trying to escape out of it, I really sit with it and think about it. I don't beat myself up, but I really communicate with myself. These are fundamental things that can make all the necessary changes in your life that can take you out of victim and poverty conscious and scarcity mentality and put you into a higher level. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. My parents immigrated from Iran and they had to leave most of their wealth in Iran. It was a nightmare for my parents in terms of their financial situation coming here because of the war. Right. And I wasn't handed shit. All I was handed was truth and love and an incubator for me to grow. I had to go and get everything myself. Everyone thinks that, you know, I come from this like billionaire family and all this stuff. No, I worked my ass off for everything I had. Mm-hmm. I didn't waste my time. You know, I was efficient with my time and I chose a greater life for myself instead of wasting it. That's another thing that I always preach about. Like don't waste a single moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, don't allow someone to steal your time. That's worse than anything. I'd rather have someone steal all my stuff, all my, anything. Just don't steal my time. Mm-hmm. Be super efficient with every action you make. And this doesn't, this is not like, I'm not like robot where like everything's written and this, no, it just becomes a pattern. Mm-hmm. It becomes autonomic, just like your breath. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, so I don't, I don't resonate with the, you know, I'm a victim, this whole thing, handouts, all that kind of stuff. I think that's just ridiculous. I think there are people that have had some serious rough beginnings. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I know people that have had the roughest beginnings, but those are some of the most successful people I know. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? It's true. It builds, it's, it's like yeah. what you do with it, right? It's, it's yeah. not, everyone has trauma. And I think that's what people uh, who are in victim mentality fail to recognize. Everyone has trauma. It's what you do with the trauma. Yes. It's, it's how you navigate the trauma. It's how you choose to take ownership of what you can take ownership for, how you choose to heal it, how, you know, taking life in your own hands. And that's what we need to see more of. And that's what I'm hoping that our listeners are really gathering from this conversation, uh, you know, coming from two people who did have humble beginnings, uh, who weren't born with quote unquote privilege. Uh, We created this by choice through will because we saw that there was an opportunity to do things differently, to challenge the belief systems and structures and programming that we were put into the boxes that we were placed into and to find our own way. And I just think it's so important for people right now, more than ever to recognize that because this is, this is the time for humanity to shift. You know, this is it right here. This is an exciting time for us. Not even shift at this point. We need a like a yeah. huge explosion, right? <laughs> yeah, the shift, the shift is, is not doing it. We need a, I don't we need a catalytic boom. Oh, like, <laughs> like explosion. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like we're getting there. I I do like, I don't know if you feel this, but I feel like we are. Cause I feel like the more conversations I have with people, the more you're starting to, it's like popcorn. You're starting to see, see people popcorning everywhere and, and reawakening to things. And it's like the more the systems want to push back, the more that these people who are awake to to their own power and sovereignty take a stand. And so it's a really interesting time to be in. And I'm just so grateful for people like you, leaders like you who have a voice and a platform and are choosing to use it the way that you do. Um, Because even if something that you share doesn't necessarily resonate immediately with the person reading it. It plants seeds. And the more seeds that we plant, uh, the more chances we have to grow and evolve as a collective because it all just starts within. Yeah, absolutely. You know, again, whatever I'm saying or whatever I'm feeling or whatever I'm expressing is my brand of bullshit. Don't get me, don't ever mix that up with anything, everything. I'm not, I don't preach. Mm-hmm. I am not the way, I am not the light, I'm not the answer, I'm not a guru, I'm not a savior. All those labels that get thrown my way through interviews and publications and people and all that stuff, just eradicate that out of your thing. This is just my perspective through my direct observation and my experience. Mm-hmm. It's almost you know equivalent to understanding or understanding epigenetics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like this analogy because I've researched epigenetics for a long time, you know, connected well with Dr. Bruce Lipton, um, his whole concept regarding the biology of belief. And I think this is a good way to transition the conversation is that epi means above, right? So it's above the genetic code. This victim thing is, this is my, what I was born into. There's no other option. It's my, this is the destiny that I have, right? Well, epigenetics now shows us, this is scientific proof that your environment your perspective, all of those things contribute to everything that happens into your life. And I'm talking about your health. I'm talking about your, your body's innate ability to save you from bacteria and viruses and pathogens. I'm talking about 
your body's innate ability to keep you strong and healthy and all those things. We've, I remember I grew up with it. Oh, uh, he just has good genes. I remember I was, I was an athlete. I was a star athlete in La Jolla. I played every sport. I was very athletic, you know, and everyone's like, oh, dude, Sherbin's just got good genes, this and that. I, I thought, oh, I have great genes, you know, but I was putting in work, you know, and I was, I believed in myself. And that was the real wealth my parents gave me is they allowed me to believe in myself and they believed in me and they, and they trusted that. And so the epigenetics today, the, the science of it is you are the sum of the people around you. You are the causation of your environmental factors, your thoughts, your beliefs, your perceptions become your reality. Mm-hmm. So, what, so how, what are those thoughts? What are those belief systems? What are those perspectives? Ask yourself that. I always tell people, Stare at yourself in the mirror for as long as you can. I've done 30 hour stares before, you know, where I didn't leave the mirror, you know, and I, and really get to the root of your truth. You know, who's programming that truth? Why, you know, what's keeping you in a victim state? What are you afraid of? Mm -hmm. Are you afraid of failure? Why is that? Mm -hmm. Why, what does failure even mean? Mm -hmm. Is it striking out? Is it getting laughed at? Is it other people knowing that you didn't follow through? Why do you not follow through with projects? Why are you good at starting things and having all these ideas, but you never actually materialize them? Like we got to get in there. We got to like start figuring out all these things because everything we're talking about from eating healthy to biodynamic farming, to, you know, rituals, to all these things, successful relationships, good partners, you know, all that stuff all start at the root of your ability to believe in yourself. That will dictate your success rate. This entire thing is a game. This entire life is a game. Earning money in this world, currency, it's a current that goes through the sea. That's why they call it currency. It's an energy. Some people are so in victimhood and so scared of it and so angry at it that they hate it Mm -hmm. because they're viewing it from a hurt child as a hurt child because whether they were conditioned by that with their parents or they were just in, in some kind of, you know, quasi poverty conscious from day one. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to work. We need people who are on our team, on our level, going after it. And it's not even about, oh, we got to support everyone around us. Yes, of course, obviously that comes with it. But you need to be the master of your universe, the master magician of your universe and go for it. Because we're in a world, believe it or not. I know Krishna says this is all an illusion. I've read the Bhagavad Gita seven times. I've read it in reverse after ceremonies. This is an illusion. This whole thing is complete illusion. Mm-hmm. Yet we're in physical bodies. Mm-hmm. I can smell, touch, feel. I can, I can make love. I know the feeling of all that stuff. I know the energies. I can, this seems pretty real to me. So there is credence that we are in between realms. And unfortunately, the way we are today, the operating systems of today, just to drink clean water, clean water. You need to have abundance, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm, I'm making a point, like just to drink clean spring water, mm-hmm. there needs to be some abundance in your field. So we can't run from these things. We got to get to the root of them and we got to start pulling out the weeds, you know, that have just basically been drowning us from our ability to expand and grow. And I, I, I like the analogy too. It's, you know, it's not enough to just plant the seed in yourself. We're all planting seeds, the mm-hmm. seeds. 
but we got to stay with that seed. We got to nurture that seed. We got to water it. We got to take care of it. We got to love it. When we grow cacao on our farm in, in Kauai, or we grow Moringa or we grow Pata Arco or we grow whatever the hell it is where we're growing. I'm like, I'm loving it every single day. I'm peeing on it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, it's just like, you know, it's, there's such a connection mm-hmm. and that's a, that's an analogy to self. You know, we got to nurture ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we deserve to get loved. That's part of our divine right in this life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's so many rabbit holes in this, yeah. in this thing. I just, my whole thing is, you know, who, who are you? Like, who really are you? Mm-hmm. You know, how'd you become you? That's usually what I tell people when I meet them. I look them directly in the eyes, you know, and give them like a, just a look, you know, who the hell are you? it's it's the best yeah i bet that's a that's the best opening line for people throws them off guard completely because we're so used to shallow introductions um no you should see me at grocery stores so sometimes you know when i go out if i go to like you know local mother's market or air one or whole foods or whatever and uh some people are magnetized to me Mm -hmm. like i can feel it and they just they can't some people can't even get within five feet of me mm-hmm. energetically. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Totally. And it's the same thing on social media. Mm-hmm. There's so many um, men and women that are polarized by me and have, I don't even know who they are. They're just, <laughs> they're sending me their life stories and then they delete them before I even read them. I can see. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's like, you were a mirror to me. And I just, at first I, I didn't know how to handle you but you've caused like a medicine ceremony inside of me. And I just mm-hmm. want to thank you. It's really taught me how I'm, you know, my insecurities, I get that from men and women all the time. Yeah. And I'll, you know, it's, it's interesting. I, I, while it was affecting me, but it doesn't affect me anymore. Cause I'm just like, I'm just being me and I continue to operate in my, what in my power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or what I like to call your potency. You know, yeah. that, that's the that's medicine no. that we all have to offer. Um, we are nearing the end of this episode, but probably not the end of this conversation, but, um, I'd love to know, uh, what is one potent truth that you'd like to leave for our listeners? One potent truth. Let's see here. I love the, the, the poem, your true self is immaterial. Your conscious is ethereal. It preexists your body and transcends the material. So you can replay that so many times, you know, we're, we're in these bodies and it's just such a amazing experience, just how the systems work, how the body oxygenates. Oxygen is just a word. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like that's just a word we put on a lot on prana mm-hmm. and prana is just a word on, we put on something. Right. So much magic to this world. So much beyond anything we can even comprehend. And we're just, you know, tasting a little sprinkle of it. There's a, there's a whole river of it and it's so abundant and it's so golden and stay strong during these times, but also go into your, your pain. This is a perfect time to really feel into the things that have been suppressed in your life. Mm. It's such an opportunity. And that is right there. That's, that's the gold. That's the ether. And from there, you can alchemize and create anything. You can create your, the best partner ever. 
You can create the best relationship with your parents. If you're listening to this and, you're, and your parents are alive, you don't know how powerful that is. I, I, you know, I lost my father coming up on two years. It's just been, actually, it's been two years. And I, I'm still, I still wake up in the middle of the night crying and in fetal position. And I, I know that my, my experience in the medicine world and my experience of, you know, understanding we are spiritual beings has helped me tremendously, but it's still so paralyzing for me. Mm-hmm. And everything in my life tastes different, looks different. It's the success on any level, whatever I achieve, it's just not the same anymore. And I know that he's with me, but it's different. And so take it from someone like me, like, do not take these things for granted. Life is so short. Everyone that you love today is going to be gone at some point, including yourself. Mm-hmm. And holding on to grudges and holding on to bullshit, you know, it just does not serve anything and does not serve you. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the best nugget I can offer right now when I just thought about it. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you so much yeah, for sharing. Thank you so much for, for sharing your presence and your wisdom with me, with our listeners. Um, thank you for just being the human that you're being in this world. I honor you and really just thank you for, for who you're being. And thank you for sharing your time with me. Um, yeah. It's, well, you're a beautiful soul. I'm glad we're finally get to connect. It's, you know, we're trying a while to get this going. Yeah. Finally thank you. And to hopefully our I listeners, sorry. So hopefully I see you in Austin in a few weeks. Definitely. Yeah. We're going to make yeah. that happen. And, yeah. and to our listeners, thank you for joining us for an episode of potent truth, where we're taking you on a journey to challenge illusion and lead with sovereignty. If you enjoyed this conversation between me and Shervin, please do share it with a friend. Uh, make sure that you reach out to us on social media or online. The links for that and more will be in the show notes. Check out Shervin's products on Symbiotica. I stand behind the quality of this. They are life-changing. I literally feel the potency of the medicine every time I take it. Highly, highly recommend. And then I will see you back here on Monday for a brand new episode. Aho family. Thank you. Aho.